Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 72 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast that now covers local football in this great town of ours, as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On today's show, we've got week three of the Hastings Report with co-host Leon Pettit, ESFL veteran. We have an interview with U's boss, Super Gary Elphick. We're joined again by Timothy Booth-Jones and Tim's Takes on our fantastic win for our women's side. And of course, we've got the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. to week three of the Hastings Report. Right, hello. It gives me great pleasure to have Leon Pettit back on for week three of the Hastings Report. Uh, Leon, a ESFL veteran and regular on the podcast anyway, as part of uh, being a Hastings fan as well. Uh, Leon, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all good. Yeah, no dramas. No dramas. All dandy. Good, good. Yeah, right. So we're going to crack straight into the uh, to the SCFL. So we're going to look at, first of all, Little Common. Little Common travelled to AFC Vardinians. Right, uh, there was 80 uh, managed to turn up there. Um, the Common were 2-0 up, uh, but couldn't, again, couldn't hold on and and it ended up on his even 2-2. Right, uh, goal scorers for Little Common was James Mirian, Batchelor and then uh, Freddie Warren. Um, your thoughts on the game? Bit of a disappointing result for Common, especially to go 2-2 two, two up. Uh, Vardinians are... Uh... Well, they they really struggled last season. You don't know how they're looking for this season, even though they've got off to a bit of a 
slow start as well. But I, I see the two goal scorers with only two players to pick up bookings as well. So I wonder if they celebrated too hard. <laughs> Could be. You never know. You never know in the SCFL. Right. Uh, and then we, let's move over to Bexhill. Now, Bexhill, when we recorded last week, uh, we record on a Monday. They were playing on the Tuesday. So uh, Bexhill uh, travelled to um, Salt Dean United. Attendance, according to the FA website, was 78. So they smashed them 6-0 uh, with five goals in the second half. And here's one of those cracking goals, uh, the fifth. Uh, this is courtesy of Chris Duckett uh, on Twitter. He is uh, Van, Van Rock Chris, who's a, a massive Bexhill fan. Big shout out to him, who managed to catch this beauty. <laughs> So what what do we think of that goal, uh, Leon? Well, I know um, Tom Vickers has it in his locker. We sort of saw him pull the trigger a couple of times when he was at Hastings. And again, it's uh, Jack Shonk got two again. It's just more more the same names, Joe Somerville. That you know, you know, or quality at that level of football, no doubt. Get just keep keep scoring, cracking goals. Yeah, was it uh, Hayden Beaconsfield uh, and Jack Longford? Got the others, yeah. You mentioned Joe Summerbell and uh, that man, Shonk, who's got his... Well, he just keeps scoring, doesn't he? Yeah. Bex, Bexhill United are sort of at home. Uh, they're playing Eastbourne United at Eastbourne Boroughs Ground. Bank holiday clash, 11 o'clock kickoff. Um, so a little bit early, but um, uh, it's got to be Bexhill's, isn't it, Leon? Um, I'm not, I wouldn't be... Too sure. Eastbourne United are looking very good this season. They finished strongly last season and they seem to sign half of Eastbourne Town's squad from last season. I mean, they got off to a good start. They're currently third, 1-3. One, one uh, the only game they've lost is to Crober, who, according to one or two of the lads on the round table we had, might be, might be one of the dark horses this season. So I think Bexhill will be in for their, their toughest challenge so far. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right, so yeah, so Little Commons next game's on the 27th of August. That's going to be at Stenning Town and away fixture. Uh, let's hope they can get a win there. What do you think, Leon? Yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, Stenning have got off to a bit of a slow start as well. So it would be good if Common can pick up some points. It'd be tough because it's away from home, but fingers crossed for them. Absolutely. Right then. Uh, right, and then we move on. It's a busy old weekend for Little Common. Uh, they're, they've got, they're playing on the Monday. They're playing... Uh, Eastbourne Town, funnily enough, uh, at the Saffron's. What do you think? Is that a bit too much? Do you think they managed to draw there? Or uh, I'd be happy with a draw if I was a little common fan. Of yeah, Eastbourne Town have been one of the stronger sides for years in in this in this league. So I, yeah, I think to to go to the, and they've got some Eastbourne Town have got very good support over mm. there. So to go over there and play in front of that, I'd, I'd take a point. Moving on to the Mid Sussex Prem. Um, well, uh, Hollington, they've uh, kept the goals flying in again, winning 4-2 with goals from uh, Danny Ellis, Zachary McHenry, Lewis McGuigan and Bradley Bradley Pritchard. They, they're really storming it at the moment, aren't they, Leon? Yeah, but it didn't sound like completely plain sailing for them. I know they went 3-0 up, but Linfield got it back to 3-2, which there must have been a few... Um... A few nerves kicking in around there. It went until Danny Ellis got, got the fourth, sort of made it a bit more comfortable for Hollington. 
off to, off to a flyer, two and two. No, they're certainly looking good, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Hollington's next fixture is against Rotherfield at the Gibbons. Um, two o'clock kickoff on the 27th, which is a Saturday. It's got to be three points, Hollington, isn't it? You'd expect it to be a routine win for Hollington. Uh, Rotherfield haven't played a league game yet, so they'll probably be a bit... Well, they'll be fresh, but a bit rusty, whereas Hollington have already had their two games more ma- match fit, so I think it'll be a routine win for Hollington. Right, so um, as I couldn't make the Hastings game, uh, it seemed like a lucky one to miss. Yeah, so went along to see the Settleson game, which was a topsy-turvy affair. That could have well, it could have gone either way. Sutherland had some real great passages of play, yeah, and, and good touches, but just they just couldn't hold a lead, um, and it was inevitable that um, Ashurst would would get back into the game, if not win it. Um, so four all was a fair result. I mean, some cracking goals in there. Uh, the scorers were Zach Boltwood. He bagged two goals with the others coming from uh, Ryan Edwards and Lucas Zon. You know, there's goals in that team, uh, Settlescombe. Just they just need to shore it up a little bit in defence. Um, any thoughts on that, uh, Leon? No, not from. I'm, I knew you was watching it, so I was going to leave it all to you to leave the review there. Well, Westfield. Um, uh, well, according to them, they kept their first clean sheet in 24 games. I didn't know that. Didn't know that was uh, statistic. Uh, Corey Wheeler bagged the goal in the 57th minute, and here it is. Yeah, so that looked like that was deflected, Leon. Um, but I reckon it was destined for the back of the net. Yeah, never in doubt. Never in doubt. But yeah, no, to get to go away to Holland Sports and get a clean sheet, of, you know, Holland's have got some good, some very good attacking players in their in their ranks. So I, yeah, I think Westfield must be really pleased to not only come away with a clean sheet, but away with all three points to sustain their their decent start to the season. So we we look at um, Battle Town's next game. Obviously, they they met Hollington last game, which was a tough fixture. And um, well, it looks like it was a tough one again. Uh, they're playing Ringmer at home at uh, Princess Park, the Oval, and uh, they lost four two. Glenn Carrick managed to bag a pair of goals. Well, it sounds like they fared better than what they did um, against Hollington. So they were two and a half at half time. But I can only imagine like Ringmer's experience, more, more you know, more experience at this level, maybe a bit of fitness come into play there. But um yeah, obviously Ringmer scored all their four goals to to back the back the all three points in the end, unfortunately, for battle. That's a shame. Well, let's see. Uh well, so battle then um have got another home fixture on the on this Saturday coming, the twenty seventh, against Rygate Priory. I mean, what do we think? Do we think they might manage a result there? Um, I mean, if they can, you know, play similar to what they did against Ringman in the first half, and I can't see why not, because Rygate are also another newly promoted team. They come up from the Mid-Sussex equivalent of what um, it battle were in last season in the East Sussex League. Um, it, it would no doubt be a tough game, because generally I think the Mid-Sussex is, is a bit stronger than the mm. East Sussex, but I mean... Battle, you know, they still went two up against a very good Ringmer side, so they'll be, I'm sure they'll be confident of getting something out of the game at least. Right, ESFL. ESFL isn't kicking off till the, the 3rd of September. Uh, so we've got no ESFL results. 
But talking of ESFL, they've been in contact with the, the local Macron uh, Hastings Sportswear Company. They've This year, the Macron Challenge Cup has started. It starts this season. Uh, it was first, just talking to them, I mean, we did try and do an interview, but I mean, very busy putting out about a million different kits. All the, very excellent, um, very, very impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, they first proposed this last season. What, what, because I wanted to check out with them that, you know, is this a serious thing? They, it is. They, they, they doing this for at least three years with options to carry on after that. The winner will get the, the winner will get a kit up to the value of nine hundred pounds, uh, which at this level is is, is brilliant. Uh, that's a brilliant uh, prize, essential. Um, you you must say, uh, which is going to be a, a kit of their design and choosing. You know the, the team that wins the final because I asked about where the final will be played, and they they're hoping for it to be played at the new Westfield ground. So when that's finished, that's where the final will be played. And they will have um, a very special trophy. They've uh, said that it will be almost like the FA Cup in uh, uh, and how good it looks, um, which all sounds excellent. And it's brilliant for the ES- ESFL. You know, anything that's, you know, get a little bit of interest, a few more fans through the door, uh, good old cup competition where there's actually a decent prize there. Uh, it's only good, isn't it, Leon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It gives um, teams that more impetus, doesn't it? To, no doubt they'll be taking that cup bit more seriously if it you know it means potential to win a free kit for for the team which yeah any grassroots football football club you know is a, it's a massive thing to have really I was I was a bit when it when it first came out I, I did sort of wonder why not just sponsor an existing existing cup because mm. I thought well maybe it's taking team you know teams out of those cups but I mean the other cups are all sort of limited in one would be like the intermediate cup, the junior cup, or for teams in certain divisions. Whereas this competition is open to anyone, which yeah, so it means it's it's open to any, you know any, anyone in the um, East Sussex League, I should mm. say, anyone in there for them to enter and gives anyone the opportunity to win a win that free kit. So yeah, no, it sounds it sounds good. Yeah, awesome. I really like the sound of it. Yeah, and uh, obviously we keep you updated on uh, developments and uh, the ins and outs of that uh, as we go on through the weeks. Yeah, finally, we look at, uh, well, it seems to be this will be a weekly thing, I think, but uh, King Kenny Watch, uh, as we know, King Kenny Pogue, uh, who's left Hastings, he's gone to Lid, and um, he's helped Lid win again. Uh, they they won 3-2 there, uh, an away fixture against Croydon. All hell, King Kenny. I'm sure you agree, Leon. All hell, King Kenny. Yeah. What a signing for Lid. That's top signing. Well, listen, thank you very much, as ever, uh, Leon. Um May I ask uh, what what game you've got this weekend? Uh, playing against St Leonard Social for Icklesham. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and how no. many are you scoring? None. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a confident man. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, how how do you think your boys will get on? It'd be a tough one because St Leonard Social in the Prem and we're Div Two, so yeah, they'll have a few good players. So. So obviously this is still friendlies, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so this would be, might be well, it's the last weekend before the mm. before the league starts. But then, well, listen, Leon. Thanks again. Thanks as ever. Um, we won't be recording on the Monday because this lucky bugger <laughs> is uh, going to watch Lewis versus Hastings, uh, and uh, obviously I wish Hastings all the best there. Uh, Leon, I think is probably going to partake in a few jars. Are you, sir? Yeah, I'll, I'll be in no fit state to record next yeah. week. So okay. yeah, we're just going to have to. I have to lump it. Longer, I have to yeah. lump it. Yeah. But possibly Tuesday. 
but we will we'll we'll see how that goes yeah, yeah we'll see how that goes <laughs> uh, listen thank you chap and um well that was the week right. it was so uh see you next week yeah see you next week pleasure of talking with you's boss gary elphick right it gives me great pleasure to have the returning 
Gary Elphick, uh, the boss, the big man. Actually, Gary, last time we spoke uh, on this podcast, it was April. It was the uh, the week after Faversham. Uh, yeah. It was on the round table. Uh, the fans, we were all in uh, absolute euphoria. As usual with yourself, your eyes were very much already, I felt, were already on this season uh, that we're in now. And yeah. So you, you, you obviously had some the signings in mind that you got in. Um, Gary, yeah. and I mean, first of all, like you, you got Bailey Atkirst in, who looked really good. I mean, it was just such a shame that he got injured in that first game. I mean, what, what's what's the situation with him? Is he is he now gone? Is he is there an option uh, for him to come back, or what's the issue? The side. So side he he was on an original uh, a twenty eight day loan. Yeah, um, and all that was going to be was basically to test the waters to see um, if we liked him. He liked us. Uh, we had fantastic. Um, sort of references towards him from sort of Craig Stone who coached him mm. in the Jill's youth and also I have quite a relationship with Neil Harris their manager he, he spoke to me on the phone about him and, and spoke very fondly so uh, unfortunately he's torn his MCL uh, which looks like the very least a month so obviously mm. that takes up to our end of our month loan deal with him um, and then I suppose Chris it'll be about uh, strengthening in the, the actual injury itself and then getting back playing. So I suppose it's one of those where we may have to cross that bridge uh, when it does, when it comes regards his physical state, the, the, the current situation of how we'll be doing at that certain time. So yeah, that'll be one to keep an eye on, but obviously, uh, yeah, bitterly disappointed um, yeah, because uh, we haven't got many left footers in the team and, and, and you know, one thing I would say, Kane Penn has been fantastic. He he would have been, I had to have a long chat with him before uh, the first game of the season because he, he was outstanding at Ramsgate away in our last pre-season game. And I felt quite, um, I, I felt like I was doing wrong by him as well by dropping him from the from the starting lineup. But we had this sorted out with Jinnam uh, about three or four weeks ago and we knew he was going to come. So I had to sort of... Um, you know, I upheld my end of the bargain yeah. by, by bringing him in. And also, you know, he, he's a left foot. And at times we, we do need um, to, to have that left foot for just that penetration, just going down that side. But in Kane Penn, he's, he's been fantastic since he's come in. And, uh, you know, if it, if it did or didn't happen, then what what player we got in Kane Penn as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's one of them. Just you can never be, uh, say, things are 100% certain at a, at a certain time. And, We'll just see as the weeks progress what we need and what we don't yeah. need. Yeah, as one door closes, another opens. You know, like yeah. uh, he did. He did look excellent, and maybe it, well, it was very lucky that we only got him in on a on a twenty eight day loan then, because yeah, the, yeah. The, unfortunately, brutal honesty. You know, we don't need <laughs> yeah. someone on the books who's injured. So you know, yeah. there you go. But yeah. again, Kane's come in. It's been really good. I mean, I didn't catch uh, last Saturday's game uh, as I was working, yeah. but like the uh, Folkestone game, I thought, I thought he was, he was, he was superb just yeah. coming in and, but we, we'll get to that. Hang on. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so talking about other players. So we've got obviously Kai Brown's coming and you know, he's good. Yeah. Look, he's looked good in spells and he's already bagged a goal. I mean, what do you expect from the lad? What, what, what type of player is he? He's, he's someone for me that floats in between lines, uh, takes up sort of half spaces really well, comes in off the line. And, and can connect a team um, and I, I just think we we haven't yet seen the best of him I think he's still getting used to the way we try to play uh, the physicality of this league so I think he's he's a, he's a work in progress for sure 
Um, and he's, he's just someone that's we, we're going to have to work with week in, week out, sort of get it into their muscle memory of how we play. And hopefully uh, we'll reap the rewards later on in the season. Um, mm. And also what you would say on, on paper, other than the Averley game, which that's that's the only game really where I've been bitterly disappointed with our performance. The other two games have been against probably the top two leagues, uh, top two teams within the league. Um, mm. And we've we've had to go horses for courses, whereby we've had to try and make sure we, we don't get breached easily and make sure we're, we're up for the physical battle as well. So, it, you know, I've, I've said this to the squad during games, like my team always changes. I always try to to seek what the opponent's weaknesses and strengths are and yeah. try and combat it. And um, maybe sometimes I'll get it wrong and I can accept that. I'm a young manager. I'm going to learn through mistakes. Um, but I'll always put the, the team first. And uh, I said that after the Hornchurch game, mm. it's, it's a squad game. And I mean that, like you look at Man United last night against Liverpool, the changes they're making. Mm. So hopefully I'm on to something that's right. And I know for certain we haven't clicked yet in certain situations, but, um, I think the last two performances, I, you know, well, we, we get onto that later, but it's, um, yeah. it's been slightly gutting for me, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we're talking about players that come in. So we've got Jill Gavario's come in, and uh, I mean, I only saw him in the Averley game. Is he? Is he? Is he been carrying a knock, or is he just a little bit short of confidence? No, no I, don't, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing. He, he, you know, I think he was slightly nervous in the first game with the crowd. Um, I, I think everyone was a little bit. I think he had a big part to play in it. I think everyone was a little bit jittery for whatever reason, which. We, we can't do. We, we need to play with open hearts and open minds mm. and be confident and brave. And, you know, it's easy for me to say it, but you, you, you've got to try and do it. And uh, he's another one, you know, I always sort of like look at Bournemouth when they first went up with my brother's team. But I think they made a few signings. Adam Smith, as I, I didn't feature for the first season. They were just sort mm. of uh, grasping what we're trying to do. Um, I know that we might not have that sort of time. But he's another one that's similar to Kai. Um, he's got a directness about him, pace, mm. quality. But obviously, we've we've got to do best for him and he's got to do best for us as well. So just buying into what we're trying to do and and to get the best out of each other, really. Yeah, I mean, like, he looked bloody excellent for Hayward Heath. I mean, he, yeah. just get a bit of that. Oh, you know, it could be yeah. uh, fab- fabulous yeah. down the wing. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's um, yeah. So now we see it's, it's it's all sort of work in progress, Chris, and um, we, we yeah we see we just take it step by step. Yeah, just moving on to Alex Alex Brefo. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of his already. I mean, I, I yeah, as I say, I, I, I'm no I'm no expert, but like Alex has come in. I just think I love his mentality. I, I mean, I think he's an excellent signing. I mean, um, how long how long you had you been monitoring him in terms of bringing him into the club? I remember watching Alex play for Cray Valley at, sorry, at our place against mm. Ben Pope. And I remember watching the game back. I was still playing then. So I was sort of analysing my own performance. But I thought, wow, this is a guy that be the first defender I saw compete with Ben on a physical basis. Mm. And I just thought, hey, I could see him bringing the ball out from defence end, slapping balls into midfield. And I just thought I'd love to get hold of him one day. To mm. just teach him like footwork, defensive uh, stuff, basically, like which yeah. I that's my passion. He's only just turned twenty-one, and I just reckon it could be a massive investment for the club. I know he looks like of, a thirty-year. He, he plays like yeah. a thirty-year-old defender. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, experience, very experienced defender. Yeah, there's, there's little things which there's, there's still improvement there. There's still a little one percent, especially within our own box. There's certain situations which, if he gets that right, Chris. Um, mm. His heading, things like that, but that's that's the stuff I love coaching, and uh, I just I just think um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if clubs come knocking sort of within a season with him because he's got all the attributes of a modern player that you need for to play central defence. So um, yeah, watch his space, but another one work in progress. We we'll take it step by step and keep our feet on the ground. But yeah, he's a huge talent. Mm, yeah, and then and obviously it's just been announced uh, yesterday that Jake Elliott's coming back. I mean, yeah, you've obviously twisted his arm. I mean, how, how have you managed to persuade him to? Come back to the pilot field. Not that it needs too much persuasion, but he was playing, obviously, up the leads. Yeah. I've got a fantastic relationship with Jake. When I played with him, I feel like I, I helped him on the pitch. So, I remember Jake the first three or four games, and people were like, God, I'm not sure if he's up to the level yeah. of that. And, and, you know, thankfully, one thing I've got, I think, is I'll never get on anyone's back. I try to give players confidence. That's how I always lead it on the pitch always sort of calm and sort of saying things nicely. When I had to get heated, it got heated. But, mm. you know, I think that's leadership. So, uh, I think because of that, um, I, I tried to help him throughout his career sort of last few years. And I think we've just got that general respect for one another. And it, it's we, we've all seen Jake. We know what he can do. Excellent. But the, the, the exciting thing for me is that you can, um, you can get Tom Chalmers further up the pitch now, um, which is... Uh, is another part of the plan, really, which I hope works because if you look at Tom Chalmers' highlights, he's he's become a fantastic right back. There's no denying that he's heading like on diagonal situations uh, and driving out with the ball. But I think now where he's played behind attacking players like Nori, he's seen the movement that is needed, and mm. he looks like for me he's gone to another level this year. Regards, oh, he can, yeah, hundred percent. He can drop a shoulder. He's someone that can connect the game with Ben Pope or those sort of types and, and get us further up the pitch and uh, fulfil our attacks because at the moment it's, 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 it's obvious a little bit where we're just not quite making the best of our current situations when getting in the opposition's half. So uh, it's one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, develop. bloody hell, and, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah, never know. Never know. Terror, terrorise me. I tell you, when are you pushing him up? I mean, he has been uh, TC, obviously, uh, well, Particularly Folkestone game, I, I just love it. It just he's he just wants the ball, you know, and he and he's yeah. he's he's just like yeah, come on, mate, and you could see it. He's like yeah, come on, I'm getting past you, and it's it's just a joy yeah. to watch as a, as a fan anyway. Yeah, no, but they're often uh, it's you know they're often to double up on him at times, and mm. obviously if you've got two players marking one, it creates space for other players as well. So um, I'm sure that it will will only benefit us bringing Jake Elliott back for for. An, number of reasons uh, will he be available for Saturday yes he will yeah okay. yeah nice so that's all good yeah Excellent. yeah I think we've spoke about this before in interviews and on round tables I mean you've always been a very grounded individual and then you know we have spoke about that this step up uh the major difference is that yeah more than likely you're going to get punished more for that for that little mistake that little switch off um uh, we won't get away with it as much um, no. equally we've we've not had the best of luck in in terms of I mean we can first we part the Averley game yeah you know being brutally honest I mean I, you know we, it was hor- horrible conditions to play football in um, for night well for 98 minutes or whatever it was and yeah. unfo- unfortunately we switched off a little bit for their winning goal um, yeah since those games you know the Folkestone game in particular you know the Folkestone fans were coming up to me and and they were saying just how super drilled we were, how the, the, the passing patterns that that that, that we were really playing very well as a unit. That 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 mentality 
is it is it as as it was last year in terms of you've got this group the group is going to police itself yeah yes i, I think it is chris because um to be honest with you i think if um if the dressing room was slightly weak we we could have gone under by six or seven against Hornchurch. Mm. um they had every excuse to take regards an early send off penalty uh, a 30 yard thunderbolt after 11 minutes you're two nil down. You, to be honest, you, you're standing there as a manager, thinking oh, it's a body blow. You, you're mm. unsure, really, where to go. It's, it's crazy. And what that team showed me in the second half, especially, was was nothing short of um, it, it, it was brilliant. It, mm. made, it made me feel proud as a as a manager being on the touchline. We to, to do that at Hornchurch FA Trophy winners a couple of years back. That's nothing short of you know that's that's top six stuff for me, uh, and that gives me a lot of confidence going forward. If we get the right personnel in the right areas, uh, and also which you mentioned rather the green at times, which I'm not, I'll always look at us first. What what why did we get into that situation? How could we defend it better higher up the pitch? So obviously there is there's there's things we need to improve, but I do feel now with the next block of five games. Let's let the dust settle. Let's see where we're at after them five, and yeah. then uh, we'll be able to gauge where to go. I think, I think with everything now, everything's so magnified with, with social media. Um, oh, sod like, social media, like, Gary. To, Jesus you know Christ. I mean? like, well, yeah. it's, and that's to, you know, and I'll be honest with you, it's great. It has to be done. It's a modern platform for clubs to advertise themselves, but that's why I'm not on it because yeah. I have to stick to what I believe in, what my staff believe in, and what my players believe in, and. Um, it ain't, it. it ain't grounded. It ain't grounded on social media. I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah. No, and honestly, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I just, I've got to be my own man. And yeah. I just love it now that obviously you'll get played at the bottom of the league. Three games gone. And I love it. Three games gone. Three games gone. Gone. Yeah. Remember when? Remember back in the day with the, the football, you didn't even look at the table until 12, 13, 14 yeah. games. Remember, no one ever had yeah. looked. And yeah. because yeah. there's a million channels now, they're looking at the table after one or two games. It's like, yeah. come yeah. off it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we, we know it's only, we, I, I, I've got 100% confidence in that because of the way we train, the way we coach, that we're, we're only going to get better. And, um, yeah, it might take us five, six games just to see where we're at and, and to become grounded and know exactly what sort of way we've got to go with certain situations and that. But I'm, I'm, as I say, the, the, the team could have easily gone down at Hornchurch and we never, we stood up and we just counted. And uh, that, for me, makes me a very proud manager of my of my group of players I've got at the moment. Well, yeah, as a sidebar, like I, I, obviously I didn't get to the game. But when, yeah. I, when I saw what happened, um, old Smithy tweeting them out, tw- tweeting that we were yeah. 2 down. There's other clubs that you could say, right, 6-7-0, but I never expected us to be bagging, uh, losing yeah. by 6 or 7. I mean, just, uh, just yeah. the way that the, the team's drilled. And then when I saw the highlights of that second half, yeah, very impressive, very impressive. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah, did, just, did not yeah. give up, did not give up. No. And like, no. yeah, they got the late goal, but that was after tons of great play. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. But at least yeah. you've got that thing where that, no, these players did not give up and we we go on to the next no. game. No, exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, so talking in the next game, playing Brighton in the C region and um, nearly got it. And yeah, yeah I mean, as, as a team, I mean, what, what what in terms of us fans, let's not talk about, uh, I mean, I obviously you... We're going to try and get a result from it, but in terms of them, what's their threats? 
no, I think it, I think a lot of teams within this division division are very similar. I think it's there's a directness about them, a mm. physicality, uh, and they're two things that in every game this season that we're going to have to face and and overcome. So, obviously, that old saying of earning the right to play that's going to be apparent in this next game. But I will say we'll win it. We we must win it. That's mm. that's that's the attitude I've got to have. We need to kick start the season now. We need to get going. The great news of Jake Elliott signing that and. Mm. Um, yeah, the easiest way to get a to get a rapture of of applause around the football ground is to to run hard and work hard. And uh, you know, I'll keep alluding to it with, with Man United last night. Um, if the effort's there, if everyone buys into it, then um, football become like a magical thing. And uh, that's that's my message to the players: work hard, run hard, listen to what me and John are trying to tell you, what Brownie's trying to tell you during training sessions, and let's um, let's go and do it, and um, let's get three points on the board and, and get our our season kick started. No, brilliant going. And just so you know, I mean, I've been getting loads of messages from fans. All of them are saying that they're behind you. Do you know, like, you know, yeah, we're just a little bit of the rubber the green. Yeah. We'd be getting results, but the, the efforts there, the work rate, the, the you know, you could see the, yeah. the the stuff that you're trying to do. You know, as I say, we're all behind yeah. you. We'll be cheering you on Saturday. Brilliant. No, I appreciate okay. it, Chris. Top man. All right, Gary, thank you very much. And I will see you at the game. Different class. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Gary. Cheers, thank you, mate. Top man. Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Yo, Dre, you've been doing all this dope producing. You had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? Do. Makes it a cappella. I still express you, I don't smoke weed or sex. Cause it's known to give a brother brain damage. And brain damage on the mic don't manage nothing but making a sucker in you equal. Don't be another sequel. Say no 
the drugs and take a stand But after the show, they go looking for the dope man Or they ban my group from the radio here in WA and say hell no But you know it ain't all about wealth as long as you make a no to But it's important that you keep it in mind too From the heart Cause if you wanna start to move up the chart Then expression is a big part of it You ain't efficient when you flow You ain't swift moving like a tortoise Full of rigor mortis There's a little bit more to show I got rhymes in my mind Embedded like an embryo Or a lesson All of them expression And if you start fessing I got a Smith and Wesson for you I might ignore your record Because it has no bottom I get loose in the summer When it's spring and autumn It's dry on the mic Getting busy W.A. is the lynch mob, it's a macabre, but you know you need this, and the knowledge is going just like a fetus, or a tumor, well here's the rumor, Dre's in the neighborhood, and he's up to no good, when I start expressing myself, yell a slamming, cause if I stay funky like this, I'm doing damage, or I'ma be too hype, and need a straight jacket, I got knowledge, another sucker's lacking, so when you see Dre, a DJ on the mic, ask what it's like, it's like we're getting hyped tonight, cause if a strike, it ain't for your good health, but I won't strike. If you just scratch And now over to Tim Stakes. Just returned from the pilot field after the ladies' first league game of the season in the London and South East Counties Women's League. We were at home to Eastbourne United Association, who got promoted up into the league last season. They've made a number of new signings, apparently, and were obviously quite keen to make a good impression. But didn't do them much good against Hastings, because Hastings played really well during the game and recorded a 6-0 win. Decent sized crowd up at the pilot field, any of whom have been at the Averley men's game and the Hornchurch men's game, any of those supporters, the first job, obviously, to check the linesmen to see whether they bear any resemblance to the two linesmen we had in those last two games who interfered in the games to Hastings' detriment, still reeling from that first couple of minutes decision against Hastings at Hornchurch which resulted in Finn being sent off and a penalty but never mind back to the ladies and they started with solid looking lineup Blair and goal and a back four of Becky Sharp and Holly as the full backs and the reliable Sophie Reed and Rosie in the middle a very talented midfield group of Claire Johnson Charlotte Kerr and and Kelly Larkin who are three really good players and up front, we had Brooke Rogan rampaging down the right, um, Sean Heather in the middle, and Rebecca Ralph, who was given a bit more freedom this season. She looked very good going down the left. And Hastings soon got into their stride, played some lovely passing, and Claire Johnson opened the scoring quite quickly. Our little fullback Holly Carter scored a goal, a second one, when 
the Eastbourne keeper probably made her only mistake of the game when she let um, one of Holly's sort of cross come shot loose and it ended up in the net. Kelly Larkin got a classy third goal. Our very good midfield player along with Kelly Charlotte Gurr got the first of her hat-trick in the first half. So it's 4-0 at half-time and quite comfortable. Eastbourne never really threatened. Yeah, we made quite a few substitutions during the game. Sean Heather left at half-time, but all our subs came on. Um, Victoria Phillips did, and her two sisters, Amy and Megan Critchfield, came on, and Dominique Beckett also had a, um, a run out. But we got a further two goals, both for Charlotte in the second half. So it was 6 0 to Hastings, our first league game of the season. Yeah, the league is going to be competitive, I think, despite this result. Eastbourne weren't too bad. Yeah, Hastings played well. Um, just looking at the results so far, I know Welling have had a good good win today against Bexhill. Um, so it will be a competitive league, and hopefully Hastings will be right at the top. And over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. And it's a one-on-one affair. Me and that man who bangs the drum. George Gasson. It gives me great pleasure to have the second coming of Keith Chegwin. No, no, we. Uh, it gives me great pleasure to have uh, George Gasson on today. We've had a few no-shows for this roundtable, uh, a late injury to Kev Town. I mean, he couldn't come on today. It's an absolute pleasure to have George on. It's the first time I've spoken to George on his own, funnily enough, since episode one of this podcast. So this is this will be episode 72 coming out this Friday. So, um, again, uh, always an honour and a privilege to talk to uh, he who bangs the drum, George Gasson. Thanks, Chris. It's a bit of a throwback, isn't it? It is All the way back to that first podcast. Um, great to talk to you, Chris. It's been an interesting week, being a, being a Hastings United fan this week. Um, one of those ones where you lose a game and... and but come away with a lot of positives. Um, going to Hornchurch on mm. on Saturday reminded me a lot of the Ramsgate game last season, where we lost. I don't know if you remember, we we lost three two over there. I do remember that. Yeah, in the in the pissing rain, and uh, we but we battered them, battered mm. them in the second half, and it felt like shades of that really. Um, despite having ten men on Saturday, and I know we saw a big difference in an opinion for from those who went to the game and those who just saw the score online and everyone who I spoke to who's been to the game has been really positive about the performance mm. and, and rightly so. Yeah so just for those that don't know or haven't seen the result I'm sure most people have seen the result uh, we did lose 3-0 yes and a very early sending off um I wouldn't mind just talking about that sending off because I, I saw that on video and I, maybe I'm just an old crusty, but I think the handball rule does need to be looked at. Um, yeah, just maybe I'm completely biased, but you know I always thought it was in, intentional putting the hand out to stop a ball, and now it appears to be the shoulder just the just there. Now I mean, what, what's your thoughts? You, have you seen the highlights? Yeah, I've seen it. I've, I've seen it back, um, and within the rules as they are, it's handball. Yeah, like, yeah. As, as far as I'm, you know, I'm concerned, um, the referee's like got it right because um, that's his job, and it? it's not his job to make the rules; it's to enforce them. And yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, that's and it's a it's a shame. It, it kind of killed the game for us, but then it didn't. Obviously, because we had such a good second half, which we'll talk about. But 
yeah, it's um, it's a massive shame, and that it doesn't have to be deliberate. Now he's hit his arm; it's on the line. It's going in, but it's a goal if he doesn't. That doesn't happen. Um, for me, it, one rule change I'd have in football is if it's in that situation and it's definitely going in, and we all know it's going in, is to do a similar thing like in rugby, and they give a they give a penalty goal, yeah. or they give a penalty try, because then the right things happened. The bloke gets his goal anyway. He's mm. he's had, you know he's not the ball towards goal. It's his goal. It's one nil like it should be, but eleven versus eleven. Yeah. I think that might be maybe a way around that, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. No, so it's just true. really un- sort of unfortunate all round, really. Um, obviously, we might say something different if Louis saved the penalty, but um, yeah, really, I'd rather I'd rather see that. Um, and we saw we well, we saw like a. It was not not the same, but like um, Luis Suarez in the World Cup was actually a deliberate, proper deliberate handball, wasn't it? Against mm. um, Ghana, I think it was. Like if they, if that's just a goal, I think that's a fairer result than a red card and a and a penalty, which is still a risk for the attacking side. So yeah, uh, but hey ho, that's no, you can't really say anything about the referee there at all. Oh yeah, no, I'm not criticising the referee. It's just. To me, it's a shame, isn't it? It's just you know, a shame. I mean, what was he going to do? Throw his body out of the way? I don't know, but maybe I'm biased. So we'll move on from that. To be fair to uh, Hornchurch, they did score an absolutely cracking second goal. Um, Worldy, worldy free uh, kick. Um, so, where in Hornchurch, you can't really get right behind the goal. It's an athletics track. So, we were slightly on, on the side at the other end, but we had a really good view of that that goal. Absolute, absolute cracker. He's hit it so hard. Um, you could have two keepers in there. I think we struggled to struggle to stop that. Um, so yeah, that's 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 some of the quality that we're going to face in this division, I suppose. So um, got players who can hit the ball that hard, finish with that accuracy, and uh, it's it's going to be hard because free kicks going to be given away on the edge of the box like that. So yeah, two 0 down, eleven minutes down to ten men, and from then, without the fight of the team, it could have been a really really long afternoon for us. Mm. Um, I couldn't make the game, but when I saw that score on Twitter, I saw we were 2-0 down. One thing I didn't expect, I did not expect us to be losing 6 or 7-0. I did not, because I just, I know, this team, the heart of the team, no. the passion of the team, I just didn't, ex- well, I I didn't expect it. Yeah, and clearly, as you've, I've seen the highlights, you were at the game, George. Uh, we Well, we really come into that game and, and we really did press to try and get back in there. Yeah, and they they Hornchurch, you know, still managed to get a couple of chances in the in the first half, but so did we, even in the first half. I know our second half was very good, but we still managed to build ourselves into the game. Um we're down to ten men, defender's been sent off. And who comes on as a sub? James Holt. Bold move. Bold move. And maybe that took the Hornchurch by surprise a little bit. It took us by surprise, but it was wonderful for us to bring on a striker um after that's happened. And reshuffle in that way, and it seemed to really, really work. Mm. So that that tactical in-game side, that uh, you know, it's fascinating to watch. And actually, in the second half, weren't behind the goal again. We were sort of near our dugout on the side, so it's really interesting to see what was going on from the bench. Um, obviously, we don't understand all the ins and outs. Of it. What do we know? You know, we're just we're just watching a game of football. Yeah. But um, just to see how positive, how positive we were. Actually, how annoyed the players were when when we didn't put some of those chances away, like really, really you could see that see the frustration in them that they they really thought that they could they should and could be getting something out of the game even during the game. Mm. Um, that, that James Hull chance as well. We I think he hit the crossbar. So lovely, yeah, I mean, un- really unlucky. I mean, it was a bit lovely goal that. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's not really a missed chance, are we? Sort of manufactured, you know, a good a good header from quite a way out. We'd have done really well to score from there. And then there's just a few more where balls have... And I think later in the season, we score these when the team's more clicking more, where balls have come across the box that just needed a touch. Some wonderful play by Sam Hasler um, across, across that second half as well, just creating chances. Yeah, and just loads of things happening. So many positives from so many of the players. Tom Chalmers looking fantastic again. How did Kane Penn look? Kane Penn really good. And actually, I, I, coming away from the game, so I thought he might be under a lot of pressure, down to ten men, and being it being a younger player, um, it, you know, in the side, newer player in the side. Don't really remember much coming down our left at all for them at all. Uh, so that's that's a credit for him. One of those ones where if you if you're not noticed as, as much in that aspect, then you, you're probably doing, doing a good job. Don't really see many problems coming down that side. And he looked to get involved with it up, up the pitch as well. Loads of energy. So that was that was really great from him. Mm. Um, Alex Brefo looking rock solid in, in the middle as well. Yeah, Ben battling and battling and battling again. Um, just runs himself into the ground. So yeah, loads of positive. And the fact that not only, oh, yeah, we worked hard, but we lost. It wasn't even about that. It's the fact that we were good enough. Good patterns um, of play. Good yeah, patterns of play. play. We, we started to win those win battles in the, in the middle of the park as well, even though we were outnumbered. Um, and we were, were all over them for a good, like, good 20, 25 minutes. It was just all us, all over them. They had one chance in the second half and they scored. But we were, we were genuinely all over them. That was due to quality. Mm. Yeah. And an outlook as well. They were obviously... We, bringing on a forward, actually trying to go for it. From from what I saw, those highlights, just just really great left, right, across the pitch. Yeah. Build up, not long ball, real good stuff. So and then obviously they killed us off for the, the last minute. Um, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. It wasn't our day, um, but we were trying to play in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, George, I'm talking about the we played Eastbourne, Eastbourne Barrier yesterday when we we're recording this, and I noticed a certain Lloyd Dawes uh, managed to get 45 minutes without getting injured. I mean, could it be that this man is going to make our team again this season? We always say this is a new signing if it happens, isn't it? And everyone, you know, he comes across like he, he you know he he really wants to provide something for the team. Comes across as though you know he really cares. Um, uh, popular with the, with the fans, I think, because of that. And just he's deadly, isn't he? Absolutely deadly as a player. So mm. I think everyone, everyone of us wants him to do well and get fit. And he clearly enjoys his football. So um, yeah, really exciting if he's if he's back. Uh, well, yeah, and also a, a young uh, Oscar Barry, um, the son of. Uh... Gareth Barry, um, if he's half as good as his dad, well, well, if you believe Robbie's song, which is remind me of drives, it, he drives opponents mad. He's better than his dad. So wow. if Robbie's right, then we've got a Premier League football on our hands, haven't we? So, Excellent. and Robbie's never wrong, is he? So no, only linesmen are wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, so oh, exciting times now. Looking forward to um, looking forward to Brightling Sea Region, uh, George. Excellent uh, edit there, Chris. Thank you. Oh, you get. <laughs> but, but, I think this is a game we're winning. I've spoken to Gary um, earlier this week, and he reckons that's a game we're winning. So 
anyone that's listening to this, first of all, get yourself down the pilot field and get shouting for the boys uh, this Saturday. Um, that's what we all want. Uh, moving on. Sorry, George, please. What your, What's your thoughts on this game coming up? Well, look, the starting fixtures are, are tough. I mean, it's probably the worst time. It's probably the worst time in the whole season to play Avely. So always talk about newly promoted sides doing, you know, being on that run. And obviously they won the league just like us. Um, and we could have won that game. Hornchurch and Folkestone, tip for the playoffs or promotion themselves, but like right up there, know what it's about in this in this division. Um, Lewis as well coming up. It's a, it's a really, really tough start. I think, you know, Bright, Brightland C, you know, obviously a good enough team to be in this division. They'll, they'll be good. But, yeah, it's a, it's a winnable game, isn't it? It's a winnable game, winnable game for both sides. Um, I'm looking forward to just competing, using our home advantage. Like you say, you know, everyone's got to get down the get down the pilot field on Saturday. It's and, a massive game. And uh, talking of home field advantage and now defensive advantage, because uh, the lovely Jake Elliott's returned to the club. Uh, I'm I fully expect him to be going straight into that starting lineup, and maybe we see TC maybe up the pitch. And oh just, my god, that's that's uh, well, what, that'd be a joy to watch. That right hand side is, you know, it's. It's, we've signed it. Well, he's, he's played centre back and right back, didn't he, Jake? Mm. I don't know where he played. Um, you know, where he's going to sort of fit into this side, but um, certainly makes us more flexible. And obviously, one of our best players is is currently playing at, at right back. So it'd be really interesting to see where he ends up, whether it's more in the middle or so further up. Or um, yeah, fascinating. He's been playing quite high up anyway, marauding through sort of defences. So. Yeah, really, really, really positive that. Everyone's delighted that he's back. Seen, every time I spoke to him is at the club, seemed like a top bloke, really, yeah. really genuine guy. So we know he fits in with the dressing room, which is something we always talk about with new signings. So that's really, really exciting. Yeah, no, I've, I've had him on this podcast, obviously, a few times. And lovely, lovely guy, real, real lovely bloke. And obviously, moving on from that game, we, we've got to talk about Lewis. A uh, big bank holiday Monday fixture that um, I know, uh, George, you've been trying to arrange, uh, 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 well, basically a beer train, I think, to Lewis. Uh, so that should be marvellous scenes for all those that are going. Well, it's, it's a 10.39 train out of Hastings. Um, it's, I think it stops at all as well. But yeah, 10.39 train out of Hastings, direct to Lewis. There'll be a load of us on it. And we'll be, I'm sure, checking out some of the local facilities in Lewis before the before the game. So yeah, come and come and join us. Let's make a big bank holiday day out of it. All all welcome. Yeah, should be should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. I mean there's a there's a lot a, a few cracking pubs in Lewis. So Yeah absolutely. you can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong. Anyone anyone that's um thinking about going but not sure about what it's going to be like on a bank holiday and, and getting there I've posted loads of information on the Hastings United fans page. Um, for anyone to have a look at in terms of like disability access, um, travel, ticketing, it's all it's all on there on the Hastings United fans page. So get on there and, and have a look. And that's Facebook, yeah. That's Facebook, yeah. yeah. Facebook, yeah. Okay. All right then. Okay. Well, listen, George. Thanks for your time. Uh, enjoy this weekend. You get. I can't be there, um, but I will You're there be Saturday though. You're uh, there Saturday. I, I, well, I'm I'm working, but I'm going to come on my break. So I'm hoping. Amazing. I'm hoping to uh, stretch my break somewhat. Two hours. I'm 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 really hoping, but uh, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of Nescafe in 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 Hastings. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. So uh, who knows? But I'll definitely be there in some form uh, for Saturday. Uh, but Monday I can't make it, and uh, I, I want to cry about that. But listen, see you at that game. Yes. And you see take you care, George. See you at the game, mate. Yeah, we're, going, we're going up, Chris. We're going up. Yeah. We're we'll put up. money on that. Let's put money on that. We'll, we'll talk up. on Saturday about that. Right. See you Saturday. That's it for another week, Grassroots fans. What a weekend for football. Not only Saturday, but a bank holiday bonanza on a Monday. For those used fans, what a trip Lewis is going to be. Enjoy. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week and see you at the game. <laughs>